Greetings, PVIC, and welcome to the Post-Church Podcast, a podcast where we reflect on the Sunday sermon and answer some practical questions. My name is Neil, and I'm here with Pastor Billy and Pastor Sean. So we're in the middle of the King and Kingdom series from the Gospel of Matthew, and today's sermon passage was taken from Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 6 and 16 through 18. So before we dive into the Q&A, Pastor Billy, could you give us a short summary on the sermon? Thanks, Neil. So uh, we are, as Neil mentioned, uh, here in our series uh, in the Gospel of Matthew. And uh, we are kind of in a series within the series on the Sermon on the Mount. So we concluded uh, chapter 5 and we've made our way now into chapter 6. And uh, when you think about it, um, the word righteousness has come up a lot here um, in the Sermon on the Mount. So when you think about righteousness, when we put our trust in Christ as our Savior and Lord, His righteousness that we receive uh, is really the ground or root of our salvation. Now this leads to an expressive righteousness in how we live, which is ultimately the the fruit of our salvation. So if you go back to Matthew chapter 5, Jesus has explained how that righteousness is expressed in the life of uh, the citizens of the kingdom in relation to anger, lust, marriage, oaths, retaliation, and love. And now as we come into Matthew chapter 6, Jesus warns his followers not to veer into hypocrisy um, as they strive to express this righteousness in three spiritual disciplines. And those three are uh, giving, praying, and fasting. And, um, Jesus kind of goes into those three disciplines and gives us some warnings and some call-outs that we should be uh, on guard about practicing these spiritual disciplines and um, how our motives uh, um, take a part in that and how our motives might shape um, how we live our lives. Yeah, so this sermon today was definitely challenging because I think I think if we're truthful, hypocrisy is something that we're all uh, tempted to fall into at, at one point or another. It's something that, as you said, Pastor Billy, we're, we're all susceptible to. So the first question for today is, can you draw a distinction between motive and obligation? So if we think about our various roles in life, fathers, mothers, uh, students, um, employees— how can we draw distinction, the distinction between obligation and motive? Yeah, so <clears throat> I think it's important to, in terms of understanding this interplay or this balance between motive and obligation, to start with kind of how we are defining and looking at hypocrisy, right? Because if we don't understand what hypocrisy is rightly, then we can't really... Um, understand this distinction between motive and obligation or the interplay between them. So really, when you look at the Christian life, um, I think really, right, it's full of instances where 
um, the doing of things and the and the feeling uh, that we have don't always match. Right. Right. So, um, so sometimes it's our feelings that are ahead of our obedience, right? And other times, um, it's our obedience that's ahead of our feelings, right? So hypocrisy is not um, the gap between doing and feeling in terms of, you know, sometimes there are obligations that we have, right? And we're going to do them even though we may not feel like doing them, right? So hypocrisy isn't the gap between doing and feeling. It's the gap between uh, the public persona right. and the private uh, character. So a hypocrite's not going to be someone who's um, struggling against sin and fighting temptation and striving to do what's right even when their feeling doesn't match it, right? That's not hypocrisy it's really, yeah. right? It's different, right? It's um it would be a Christian who uses that outward layer of virtue to um cover um you know, a private disintegration, right? And a private sort of um uh, rot in their life, if you will. Right. right so so. I, I think that kind of leads really well into the next question because you're, you're referencing an, an outward layer. Um, so the next question kind of pertains to social media. And I know this is something that is applicable to all of us and, and uh, particularly the younger folks in our, in our church. So you referenced uh, social media as, quote-unquote, a breeding ground for self-exaltation. So... If, if that is the case, and, and I tend to agree with you, if that is the case, then is it worth it to be on social media at all? Um, and if we are on social media, should we really be examining the reason why we are? Well, to that, to that second point, that examining of why we might be on it, yeah. uh, that goes back to that, foundational question that we had at the start of the sermon which was we we're talking about motives why are we doing what we are doing comes back to that <clears throat> yeah so that is a question for a christian that we should be coming back to again and again and again in really every aspect of our life right regardless of what it is whether it be social media whether it be um, vocationally, right? Whether it be in terms of our family, whether it be in terms of ministry, everything. We're going to come back to that question. So given that um, we are on social media, that, yeah, we should always be asking that question. Like, what was what's the purpose? Why am I right. doing it? Now, <clears throat> coming back to the actual idea and consequences of, of social media, right? I mean, we have to acknowledge, right, that it is a tool, right? In and of itself, it's not inherently unto itself, you know, evil, right? But um, it has its pitfalls. It has its challenges, right? It has its, uh, you know, it's one of those places where 
that tendency we might have or that proclivity we might have to veer into hypocrisy hypocrisy it's a it's an avenue that that we could definitely um go down so yeah for me there's two main things with uh, with social media one i think we mentioned it in the sermon as well is that it's a incubator for discontentment right, right which we could do a whole separate thing on mm-hmm. but secondarily like we said it's a, it's a breeding ground for self-exaltation so um we need to be asking the questions and um we need to be wary uh, of that like we have we, we have to be um to just use social media uh in an autopilot kind of way right it right. leaves us predisposed or it leaves us um at risk it puts our it puts ourselves at risk so um i'd say you know it's something that uh, we use uh, use with caution use um and, and really right it's it's an opportunity even i think in thinking forward into um kind of where um the passage goes an opportunity for us to apply some of those spiritual disciplines even from a fasting point of view mm-hmm. right it's one of those places where we could actually apply some spiritual discipline to right as we you know as we're attempting to express our righteousness. Right. That's great. That's a great answer. Um, In today's sermon, you touched on, well, today's passage touches on three separate areas in regards to hypocrisy. We're talking about giving, we're talking about praying, and we're talking about fasting. Now, just from my kind of personal observation, what what I've seen um, historically is that a lot of times fasting gets tied to, like, the charismatic church, or, or um, it, it becomes uh, it decreases in value in the lives of the individual believer. Um, so, but but here uh, you made a good point when you referenced uh, verse sixteen of chapter six, where it says, "When you fast, it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when." So, can you flesh out a little bit um, what fasting is about, really? And and what it should look like in the life of a of a believer. Yeah. So this was as we were going through, and um, you know, as I was studying uh, for the sermon, this for me was really interesting and fascinating, and kind of diving in into fasting. So I can speak, you know, um, <clears throat> personally in my own life, right? Um, there have been defined, very defined moments in life where I've, um, I've, I've fasted, right? But there, it, it's been more of a rare occurrence, right, for me personally. And then um, if you look at in general and you look at Western Christianity, right, and, and predominantly if you focus into North America, um, fasting is just, it's just not a habit or discipline that's used in a, in a regular habitual kind of way um and the data supports that right so um but it's interesting right if you look at how the scriptures handle fasting right and how they um how the scriptures refer to it um fasting is referred to around 80 some odd times in scripture and if you put that in some context, right, the Bible mentions baptism something like 80 times as well, right? Um, 
now we all understand baptism right as as an as an ordinance right that we've given and we understand its primacy as an important but you know if we just just look at that and we say that well the, you know scripture is referencing fasting as much as it's talking about baptism right it, it's something that should kind of perk our ears up and like draw our attention so yeah i think it's definitely a, a discipline that we can use and apply in our lives um and i think right fasting is actually a discipline that we can use to actually help us in other disciplines and it's a it's an opportunity that we can kind of use so i think the idea is more less about um what we are actually fasting from but more the that idea of self-denial and how it gives us an opportunity to um, uh, decenter ourselves and put God at the center of whatever we're doing, right? Because when we are essentially fasting and denying ourselves, um, a vacuum is essentially created in which we are putting God at the center uh, in that moment, regardless of what we are um, fasting from so um and i think right there's opportunity for us to incorporate that um and to use it to help some of our other uh our execution of some of the other disciplines that we that we have um so you know i'm actually encouraged to actually apply um fasting in my own life in in a more habitual kind of way and uh would kind of um encourage right those of us as part of the church to to begin thinking about how we might apply it but as we apply it keep uh christ's guidance here about around how we should um be on guard right that we don't descend into that hypocritical way of doing it but there's value for sure all right that was wonderful pastor billy that's a great lesson on hypocrisy and the three aspects or disciplines of our religious expressions, which are giving, praying, and fasting. And I think one of the main things, also you talked about hypocrite, um, the where the word came from in context was from, you know, like a theater actor back in the day. And the big thing was how they wear masks and not makeup. And something to think about it was um, in our life, in our walk of faith, is not don't wear a mask when it comes to our faith. And there's a better reward to gain apart from masked faith. And that is, uh, we get God himself, you know, he's the greatest reward. Um, so as we go into the next week, are there any questions that we can uh, think about, Pastor Billy? Yeah, so, well, there's that fundamental question, right? Why are we doing what we're doing? So I think just there at a baseline, that's something that we can all apply um, this week right as we're looking at various aspects of our life but in thinking about specific questions right so one i would think if we take these different disciplines and think about giving first so when it comes to giving something to consider how do our motives play in is our our motives less important equally important or more important than than the act itself of giving and why Right. So something to consider uh, around that. Second question to think about when it comes to prayer is um, 
just to ask, have you endeavored to use the Bible to help you pray? Right, because I feel as though um, in different seasons, different times of life, and depending on where we are in our faith and our walk, we may have, uh, we may struggle to pray, right? Struggle to um, with the just the mechanics, the execution of it. So, a question is: Is you know, have you ever? Do you use the Bible to help you pray? And how can praying the words of God to God help your prayers? How might that help? And then, um, and lastly, right, if you think about the third discipline and a question to think about that around fasting, um, is to consider how can fasting, um, help us in increasing our love for God and improve the practice of your, the other spiritual disciplines. And I mentioned this when we were talking about the fasting earlier, but, um, I would, you know, say in a practical way, right, uh, this week, right, if you intended to, uh, let's say, um, you know, incorporate a fast from a, from a certain meal, right, or, or, or during the day, you could then take that time, right, that you would have been using there, and then you can then say, okay, I'm going to dedicate that time to what? To prayer, right? So now you've taken the discipline of fasting, and you've used it to help your discipline of prayer, right? Or let's say um, <clears throat> you fasted in the sense that you, you know, something that you normally would purchase on a regular basis uh, uh, during the week, right? There's something, you know, we all have our habits and our practices of things that we, so, so let's say we um, decided to fast from something that we typically purchase during the week, right? Whatever that may be, we all have that stuff, right? Well, then the question is, now that we've fasted from that, and we have resource at our hand, in our hand. What could we take from that and now give? Mm. Right. So now again, we've we've fasted in a certain way, but now we can take that and say, okay, now how can I enhance my giving? And then say, okay, what I would have used here for myself for something else, now I'm going to intentionally now use it to um, give to someone in need or give to help something. So, you know, that's a question, but it's actually kind of just more of a challenge or more of a kind of a uh, call to say, hey, let's uh, maybe we can incorporate fasting into um, into our lives and then actually use it to help improve our other spiritual disciplines like prayer and like giving. That was wonderful. Thanks, Pastor Billy. Uh, we look forward to tackling those questions this week as we strive to live all of life to the glory of God. Mm -hmm.